Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Bobby. And this is our podcast where each month we present one another with a new challenge to improve our mental, physical, or emotional well-being. Or sometimes just to be competitive. Because Casey is ridiculously competitive about everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a challenge? Hello, hello. Welcome to the Is That a Challenge podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Bobby. And this is our podcast where every month we pick a different challenge and we try and conquer it together, except for this month. This month has been different. (laughs) So we've taken a break. We've taken a break. Um, We started this podcast. Actually, we started this podcast back in 2019. Yeah. 2019. And if you're curious about that, you can go back and listen to our very first episode. But um, we really started in earnest in January of this year, 2021. Yes. And it's been a lot of fun. Um, I think it's been a cool thing for the two of us to do together. But we also recognize and appreciate, I think, the value of taking a break from things. Yeah. And so with the start of summer and also with it being exactly halfway through the year, I thought it was a good idea for us to take this month easy and not worry so much about extra challenges and just focus on spending time with each other and our family and enjoying the summer and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. But we still wanted to record a podcast for you guys. So, hi. Hi. The end. Just kidding. That's it. Uh, <laughs> we were going to record this podcast as like a little Friday happy hour. Um, and then we just were too, like, we were too much enjoying Friday happy hour just being like lazy. Yes. <laughs> so, instead, this is Saturday morning coffee. You have Saturday morning coffee with. Bobby and Casey. Bobby and Casey, Beach and Siege, as we refer to each other. And we thought it'd be fun. You know, Bobby and I have known each other for a while. We've dated for a while. And um, we like to think that we know each other pretty well. But there are always just random, interesting little facets of people that you don't know unless you ask, right? So today I thought it'd be fun if we came up with some goofy, interesting questions and we just ask them of each other so that we can learn something knew about ourselves and we can also share those hopefully interesting or at least funny or amusing insights uh, with you guys. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Let's do it. So um, before we start with the questions, maybe it would be helpful since we do know each other really well, I think it would be helpful for the people who don't know us as well to have some context. A little context. (laughs) Of where our strange answers are coming from. Yeah. Um, so Bob, why don't you start and maybe just like tell, tell the people, AKA my mom, uh, more about you. Hi, Nanette. <laughs> uh, I was born in Oklahoma, uh, raised, uh, in Oklahoma, moved around within the state a little bit, uh, growing up, went to a couple different elementary schools, um, as a result of the move, uh, and or moving and then um yeah once I graduated high school I tried college failed horribly uh I didn't really show up to class I ended up getting uh some bad marks on my uh transcript um and then I I put a pause on that and thought you know I'm not really doing anything this is not working and so I completely flipped the script and I decided I wanted to join the military and so uh, I wanted to get out of Oklahoma, see the world, uh, and, and do something a little bit bigger, a little, uh, something a little better for, for myself and, and for everyone, uh, if the, the chance came. And so I joined the, the Marine Corps and served uh, four years active duty. And then after that, I did uh, three years in the reserves back in Oklahoma. But during my time, I did deploy to Iraq twice and then I did a what they call a Mew, a marine expeditionary unit where you get to float around on a big ship um, in the Pacific Ocean. We went from Okinawa, Japan down to the Philippines, kind of hung out off the coast of New Zealand uh, and then uh, ultimately wound uh, wound our way back. Um, 
But then, yeah, I came back to Oklahoma, uh, wanted to, or I got out of the military, I'd considered staying in, but I wanted to get a degree. And the fastest way to do that and also enjoy some civilian life was to uh, end my service, uh, join the reserves, and then uh, I went to Oklahoma State, uh, got a degree in uh, mechanical engineering, and then started, I'm talking a lot of... Do it. <laughs> just rambling. <laughs> uh, I guess that's part of it. Um, I uh, worked for a manufacturing company for almost eight years, um, and then towards the end of that, kind of realized my passion for uh, data analysis and uh, wanted to pursue kind of a career in data science. And so then completely uh, turned everything, uh, not upside down, but just in a different direction. And that's when uh, it was kind of a simultaneous move for you. We decided on uh, Washington, D.C. You had an opportunity here. There was a course that I could take here for data science that would kind of jumpstart a career in that. Did that. And then... uh, that kind of brings us up to current day. Uh, after completing that, I, I started working for a, a large consulting firm, which is what I do now. Um, and I'm loving it. Loving and living life. Living and loving life. Is there a saying in there? I love you so much. Why? Because I'm dorky? <laughs> you are a huge dork, but I'm so proud of you. Like, I love I love how much your analytical brain shows through when you talk about your life even even though I can tell that you're overthinking it by saying that you're rambling halfway yeah, through well, I just felt your life like, is rambling like you've lived a, a long time yeah I've lived a long time <laughs> thanks. thanks you've lived longer than than I have this is true this um, is true and I'm just proud of you for always always looking at things the way like through through the lens of what you want and what is best for you instead of what the world wants of you or what the world would consider best and not being afraid to join the military, not being afraid to come back from the military and finish something that was difficult for you, like not being afraid to start a completely different career, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, Thanks, babe. I think that's cool. Thanks. And I think you're pretty. And also, I think that they can hear you when you fuck around oh. with your coffee cup like that. No way. I can't even hear me. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Well, let us know. Then I'll stop <laughs> Um, And I'm Casey. And hi, Casey. Hi. Hi, Bobby. Um, I'll tell you guys a little bit about me. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia, but I grew up in um, a small town in North Carolina, and I have a twin brother, um, so growing up was interesting. <laughs> it was like survival of the fittest, um, except he's like double of me, so um, it was really just, it's like a gorilla versus like a squirrel, or a squeller, <laughs> as I used to call them as I was growing up, because that's what you called him in, in the, the redneck south where Not I was. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, I lived in North Carolina for most of my life, went to college there and uh, got an English degree and decided that I wanted to move and try something different. So I joined the Corps at Teach for America um, after I graduated and I put all of these cities down, like maybe I'll live in California, maybe you can send me to Hawaii, maybe you can send me to New York. And of course they sent me to Tulsa, Oklahoma. (laughs) And I I loved it. I loved living in Tulsa. It's a really cool city. Um, And I met a ton of amazing people. I taught fourth grade math, which was hysterical as an English major. Um, And really, my kids were a lot smarter than I was. But I loved I loved the the challenge of hanging out with them and, and figuring out how to get them motivated about something like math and I had a lot of really great mentors who taught me how to be an effective teacher. And I genuinely think if there is anyone who's considering, like at that time where they're considering what to do with their career, especially if you're, you know, um, getting ready to, to graduate from college or maybe have recently graduated and you're not quite sure what to do, Teach for America is such an amazing opportunity to 
have an impact and open your eyes to so many different things in in the world and the way the world works but also I really think there are so many things that I learned from teaching that I take into everything how how I interact with people in difficult situations how I convey information to people um how I multitask like all things that I learned from teaching 30 10 year old kids every single day um, it was an awesome, awesome experience. And I stayed in Oklahoma past my two-year teaching commitment, um, and I worked there for a while. And that's when I met Bobby. Um, hi. And, hi. Um, I met Bob and then at the exact same time decided that I didn't want to live in Oklahoma anymore, that I wanted to live in a bigger city like I had always hoped that I would. So, um, right when we met, I was like, Hey, I think you're really cool. I'm moving to California. <laughs> I hope I see ya. Um, and so we started, started dating long distance and I lived in San Francisco <laughs> and I, uh, did research and development for a large bank there, which was not really my style. The, the research was super fun, but the working for a big organization was just not my vibe. Um, California though, definitely was. Mm -hmm. I loved, I loved living in San Francisco and I miss it a lot, but, um, I think, I think work is really important. Like having a career that you care about is important. And while I was living there, I got a job opportunity as Bobby mentioned that required me to move to DC and it was just too good of a job to pass up working in, operations, which I uh, am, am interested in and think I have a good knack for, and in investing, which is something that I've always been interested in, but I've never really gotten a chance to explore much. So now I I live here and I live with Bob. We figured out how to make that long distance a little shorter, yeah. which is awesome. And I'm the COO for a small venture capital firm here, and it's really great. Um, and outside of that, we have a small dog who might be an alien. His name is Rowdy. Probably He's an alien. staring at us aggressively right now as we speak. And uh, we live in an awesome row house in the Trinidad neighborhood in the city, mm-hmm. which is really fun yeah. and interesting. Um, and I like to read books. Everyone makes fun of me when I say that is like my hobby, but I do. I freaking love books. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to enjoy going on runs. It's mm-hmm. a hobby that I'm trying to develop. Right now, they're more like walking and listening to good music. Yeah. <laughs> and occasionally running. Um, and I really love exploring the city. So I'm happy that things are opening back up yeah. and that we get to do more of that. Yeah. I guess I didn't really like add any my own personal flavor after getting to this point well you can do so now now's my opportunity uh, so outside of my history uh, I like to work out uh, just kind of keeps keeps my body oh, I like body to work going out, out. body going Ugh. no Ugh. <laughs> I don't know where okay. that noise came from <laughs> no one does from the depths uh I uh, have uh, an old, it's like 30-year-old now, uh, Land Rover Defender, um, just an old diesel that uh, is a right-hand drive uh, manual, so that was, it was interesting learning, but uh, now I've got it down pat, and I like tinkering around, working on that, keeping that up. Um, My seven-year-old son, Enzo, is here with us this summer, and uh, that is... Uh, a lot of fun. He's full of life and uh, e- <laughs> eager to learn about about the city. And also potentially an alien. Also probably an alien. <laughs> um, and yeah, and just uh, loving life, yeah. having fun. You're such an old man. Why? Oh, I like to work out and I like to work on my car and drink <laughs> beer. I didn't mention it at all. <laughs> well, I know that about you. Anyway, we're getting really wrapped up in this. Although I gave you a lot of like commentary on your life, and you didn't give me any commentary on mine. You're just jumping off of the 
thing. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance. Oh. I'm proud of you too, babe. Oh, thank you. You've gone all over the country and just continually like pushed your career and, and your own boundaries and you just keep becoming better and better at anything and everything you set your mind to. And it's really awesome to watch you help me so much throughout the day and just in life, like showing me different ways to either stay organized or attack a problem or pursue something or a big thing is establish habits. Like there are things that I see that you do day in and day out that I want to do. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's really cool. How does, how do you do that? And Mm -hmm. then I try and do it and then I fail. And then you're like, well, try it this way. And I'm like, all right, I'll try it again. And then, so it's this iterative process, but I'm getting there and I have you to thank and you to look up to. Well, thanks, babe. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of myself for successfully oh, fishing for that compliment. Oh, so gosh. let's the get started. Is already there. <laughs> so we have a couple of questions that we're going to ask each other, and we'll just go back and forth. We'll each answer the questions, but we only know kind of the ones that we're going to ask. So um, it'll be fun to see in real time everyone's responses to these. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, Kind of in the spirit of uh, us, you know, continuing to develop our lives together and establish a base for the future, thinking about, you know, getting a house. I know some of the, like, main features or in general, uh, what you would like in a house, but um, what is, what would be, like, the best or, like, the coolest feature of, like, your dream house? Hmm. I have always said that my dream house would have one room that has floor to ceiling bookshelves and it's just like a room full of books. Um, AKA it as a library. <laughs> my, we had a, we had a library room growing up in my house, That's cool. um, which was awesome. And I think I was the only person that ever spent any time in there and um, it had just a great fireplace, some big comfy chairs, and not floor to ceiling bookshelves. We weren't we weren't quite that decadent, but fuck it, I will be when I'm a grown ass adult and can afford mm-hmm. it. Um, and yeah, that's just where we kept all of our books, and um, I think that would be really fun yeah. to have. Yeah, um, it'd be a cool place, cool place to be able to read or think or have tea in the morning. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I, I, I can see that, definitely. <laughs> what about you? What's going to be your favorite feature of this this dream house one day? Uh, I'm really, like, geeking out and digging the, like, uh, ingenuity and just kind of, um, I can't think of the the right word, but all of the garages. So if, if houses, if a row house has a garage here, uh, some of them have built uh, patios on the top and like they'll either have kind of a, a plank or like a catwalk coming from the, the back door of their house out to it or they'll have obviously steps going up or whatever mm-hmm. the case is I just think that's so cool it's such a great use of the space and definitely in DC it. you have to be you have to be a little bit um creative in the use of the space yeah. otherwise it just is like oh we live in a giant hallway and everything's yeah. fine so it's funny as we one of the great things about living in DC is you get to as you're walking you you're just right up next to all the houses and so I tend to like creepily look inside of people's windows because I really like to see what art people have hanging on the walls and I really like to see what books they have not like not that I'm like getting up close and can see the titles of said books (laughs) at this point 23 restraining orders no um invite me to your house I'm cool I promise and uh, Bobby likes to look at, like, the architecture of the house. Like, he likes to see if they have a patio, if they have a garage. and Yeah. Um, and we're big freaks, so there you go. Hey. Okay, what do you got? <laughs> so, my question is about Rowdog, our lovely pet. Mm. And if Rowdy actually is an alien and could speak to us, he just stretched and, like, woke up a little bit. <laughs> Hello, you guys talking about me? Mm. What do you think that Rowdy's catchphrase would be? I'm going to kind of dig up a a memory from the past here, like from my childhood. And I would 
I'm going to go with something that I wish he would say. <laughs> but he's pretty lackadaisical throughout the day as he gets older and older. But whenever it's time for a walk, he just flips the switch and he's at a 10. Mm-hmm. I wish that his catchphrase would be in the Kool-Aid Man voice, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just burst to life because he essentially bursts through the wall uh, every time. Like he's just so crazy and like knocks everything over whenever it's time to go for a walk. And like right now, he can't even keep his eyes open. <laughs> it's funny because um, during the pandemic, when we had no other person to talk to other than ourselves, we started to pretend to be rowdy just to give us a third person to speak with throughout the day. And whenever Bobby pretends to be rowdy, he gives him like this deep, sensual, sexy voice. Oh yeah, baby. (laughs) That's like very, like very bluesy and like, like he's seen some shit. Yeah. And whenever, and whenever I talk in Rowdy's voice, he's like a little high school nerd that got slammed in one too many lockers (laughs) and is upset about it. And so I think that honestly, this dog's catchphrase is probably, you guys suck. (laughs) (laughs) That was Casey. Can you see that? Because he just, sometimes he just looks at us and it's like, Whatever he wants in life, we're just not giving it to yeah, him. It's always a look of betrayal. It is. It's always a look of like, or just like deep anger. Like sometimes he just turns his snout just down slightly, but will look up in his eyes at us like so hateful. Just, yeah. you guys suck. You guys suck. You guys never let me on the couch. Grumpy. You never let me into human food. Like he's just grumpy. But he does also have, we call them lovey eyes. Like if you're petting him, he just looks at you like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Never leave me. Wow. This is love. <laughs> so, he really has seen some shit. So, I think both make sense, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope other people think this is funny and not just us. It's just us. <laughs> no one else is listening to this. Not even Rowdy just, like, turned his head in shame. It was like, you guys are weird. Okay. Um, next question what uh what word do you always mispronounce and this kind of leads into uh another question that i have for later but at least for me okay what word do you always mispronounce okay um well this isn't mispronouncing but in the like i i grew up in the kind of george bush area era like Mm -hmm. i was a kid during his uh presidency and you know, he would always just say words that weren't real. Yeah. <laughs> I think I picked I think I picked this word up from him, but I always say misunderestimate. Like don't misunderestimate me. Instead of maybe like mis misunderstand or yeah. underestimate. Yeah. I just combine them. Like don't misunderstand and don't underestimate me. Don't yeah. misunderestimate me. And honestly, I'm okay with it. It's not a real word, yeah. but I do feel that it like embodies my my like persona to people of like, no, don't count me out. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> just cause you don't get it. Doesn't mean it's not happening. You know, um, don't misunderestimate me, but also I'll say another one. I told my friends in California this, um, and I went to visit them recently and they were all like, don't say that anymore, but I'm going to say it here on this podcast recorded for eternity. Um, just like earlier, I mentioned that I called squirrels, squellers Mm -hmm. for a long time growing up um i used to pronounce cement like the thing that's on the sidewalks and stuff Mm -hmm. cement yeah you can do it either well you're so southern and sweet and like that's why you think that that's okay but it's absolutely not it sounds like semen it doesn't matter what it sounds (laughs) like so a a navy person is a semen like come on guys no it's cement or a navy person is that what you call your little swimmers no. Your semen? No. <laughs> Nothing on my body is, is from the Navy. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to bring up those no, those tried and true battle wounds just, between the Marines and the, the Navy. Um, but yeah, I think, I think misunderestimate is like a positive thing that I've... It's like a mistake, but I've owned it. Cement, sometimes it pops out and I'm like, nope, you're not in North Carolina anymore. I'm going to call it cement. I will never call you call you out for cement or cement. 
And if I'm with you and anyone does, you know, just, I don't know. Pop him into that semen. Yeah. Hit him with some of your semen. What? <laughs> okay. I spiked my coffee this morning. It's fine. Wow. Okay, what about you? What's your word? Uh, well, I don't mispronounce words. Once I learn a word, um, <laughs> I just don't. But now there's a caveat to that. And this, this kind of what's, what uh, leads into, like I said, a, a, a question from, for later on um, is I hate silent letters <laughs> so now don't get me wrong if i'm in like a professional setting i won't intentionally mispronounce a word but in casual speak or just you know with wednesday <laughs> wednesday solomon lincoln like <laughs> yeah you do do that seriously i just don't put it in there if you don't want like it doesn't help anything and if it's, oh, it's because you need to pronounce it a certain way, then come up with a different letter. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you have it, such, it just needs to be straightforward. You have such interesting vendettas against the world. And, like, I'm, he- I'm here for it. Yeah. I am ready. Like, I picture the meme of Elmo with his arms raised and the fire behind him. Like, <laughs> burn it down. Like, Seriously, yeah. We're going to burn a dictionary that, like, later and we'll just re-spell everything. And this is just a fun, because this is this episode, a fun fact about me. Also, like, foreign languages having gender. Like, no. No. Stop it. Yeah. There's, there should be one spelling for the word the. It should not be la, le, or anything else. Sorry. <laughs> That's it. You feel better now that you've gotten that off your chest? A little bit. I hope that I hope that this snippet get goes viral and gets passed around the world and I'm not like seen as a a dickhead for having this view, but that just let's just correct everything. Also metric versus standard. Stop it. Metric made sense. Just do metric. Americans, why? Seriously, stop in America. Anyways. (laughs) Take a deep breath. (sighs) Okay. And now we can move on. So we've mentioned aliens, like, an obscene amount on this particular episode. So I think everyone can can tell what my answer to this question is going to be. But I'd like to hear from Bobby. Do you believe in aliens? Um, I don't have, obviously, any, like, evidence that aliens exist. I just find it impossible that in the vastness of space that there aren't other forms of life, whether they be, uh, you know, very basic or, you know, far more advanced, um, than we are. So yes, I believe that there is life elsewhere in the universe. And what, what do you think that that life is like? Um, it is going to vary, you know, based on the conditions of the planet that it evolved on um how far along in its development it is um but i think you know i think the life that we see around here is is unique to uh this world with you know gravity being what it is and the amount of oxygen in the air like the gas breakdown um the temperature you know any like external factors like impact from foreign bodies like asteroids or uh or meteorites um so there's just an infinite number of variables that can you know change the development and but i do think that you know there is life i can't say what it's like um you know is uh, a requirement for an intelligent species to be uh bipedal i don't know you know, like, do we, do we absolutely have to have thumbs to, to rise up and become a more dominant species on a, a given planet? Maybe it could be like extra pinky might help. I don't, you know, no idea. Like there's just, there's no way to tell. Um, I think it does come down to like brain development and some sort of like governing system of a, of an organism that mm, kind of Interesting. I totally um, think aliens are real. Yeah. 100%. I definitely 
I don't believe that anyone on the earth knows anything truly about aliens other than what they want us to know. But like, I don't think that the government secretly is like hanging, like discussing shit with the aliens, you know, or like is holding alien species in area. What is it? 421, 451. Yeah. Just there's, yeah. Like, I think that that's, I don't think that's true, but I definitely think that there are beings on other planets and I think that they know about us and they just don't find us threatening because as smart as we think we are like as smart and as evolved as we think we are like yeah I do believe that there are aliens out there on Mars just like breathing just like or or whatever they're like living thriving Mm -hmm. you know and they're like oh humans are not a threat to us because they're just over there destroying their one planet that's unfortunate earth seems cool but if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. As long as they're not gonna mess up our universe over here, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna interfere with them. They're very peaceful, mm-hmm. and I like them. Yeah. And I hope that they're listening to me. Hi guys. And I hope that they take me with them when when all this goes down. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. I mean, it, it, we could be, you know, a. Uh, I like the idea of. And this is getting a little sci-fi, but um, the like uh, the beginning story of the Alien franchise. And if you haven't seen the movies, you should take away all the like crazy alien species as a, a form of warfare. But like they call them the engineers, and I don't know. I've not seen it. We should we should watch it. It's, okay. It's very interesting. It is kind of like more of a, a horror type film, but the idea or the the premises like. There's this, uh, you know, species that grew, developed, evolved, and then they colonized different planets, which is, you know, eventually what I'm sure humanity would hope to do. Um, but uh, we were, Earth is essentially like, just like a, an experiment planet for a type mm. of, uh, I think, uh, weapon. And so mm. the idea was, was that, they would develop life here and then inject this uh, biological uh, thing and then we would all become this like alien like horde or whatever. I, 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 I think I might be getting it a little bit wrong, but anyways. See, I don't, uh, the one thing that I don't like about, uh, like I'm, I'm on a different page than you for that because I have heard an argument against aliens as surely if there was other life out there, we would have already found them or they would have already found us. Like Mm -hmm. as if, as if the world, the universe is so small that eventually we'd all have to just bump into each other. It's Mm -hmm. just not possible that we would all be able to like stay away. And for as pessimistic as I just was about like, when earth blows up, aliens take me. Um, I do believe in like goodness of the universe and balance of the universe. And Mm -hmm. I do believe in like, um, I do believe that there's there is like a a evolutionary biological scientific force that propels development in the universe but I also believe that there is a spiritual like you know um mystical almost like entity surrounding the universe that keeps everything in check almost mm-hmm. um and maybe that's too woo woo for some of you, but I definitely think it's possible for Earth to have evolved in the way that it has, completely in in its own planet, separate from whatever is happening on other planets that we do or do not know about, mm-hmm. and that it's more than possible for those things to happen disparately and peacefully without without the need like just because we as humans are like conquer everything pee on all the bushes the metaphorical bushes right it's like we don't know that other other beings are like that at all Mm -hmm. they might be completely content within their own ecosystem you know yeah and i think that would be nice i like the idea of just like other worlds that are like good for you earth you know we wouldn't do it that way but if that's what you guys want to do with your thumbs with your thumbs and you're walking on your, your feet, your feet, like we'll just be over you here wheeling around, moving things with our minds. And that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's very true. You would hope that in order for 
a species to continue to develop, they would need to work through some of all the issues that, you know, humanity is facing and all that like interspecial fighting over just either religion or, you know, no different things. So then that way, otherwise we're getting to the point now where there's so many, and this is getting way off topic, but like, or not off topic, but yeah, way deep, but there's so many different things that we're struggling as the human race to come to terms with and like accept one another for that there's the chance of, you know, a world war in which we could destroy our species. But in order to continue to develop, you would have to come up with, I would think, some sort of system for all factions of a, a species to agree upon and then continue to develop in order to do like interstellar flight or travel. I, I get your point, but I think that that's thinking about it through a human brain and assuming that intelligent life in other places operates in the same way that humans do because we feel that we're the smartest and like the most dominant. And I just don't, I don't think that's true. I definitely think there are other things out there that are smarter and better than humans. And, and, and I think so much, I mean, climate change is a great example of this, right? Like so many of the problems that we face are our own fault. Mm -hmm. And I think it's totally possible for other things in the universe to have like done it differently to where they don't have those problems Mm -hmm. you know yeah and just like we're like oh mars is an inhospitable planet it doesn't have the oxygen that we need like to to breathe or whatever whatever i don't know it's not like i've done a lot of i don't know very much about space but like for whatever reason we can't live on mars and i bet that there are other people looking at earth and studying earth and they're like wow that is an inhospitable planet like those beings are violent, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere. Like, yeah. they're all over the place, and all they do is kill each other in in overt and covert ways. And that's not cool. We don't want to go visit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an inhospitable planet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Segway. Would you <laughs> like to answer or ask another question? Okay. Let's uh, move on. This is the one that I was kind of alluding to earlier. Um what is uh, one weird fact that you remember from school, any school? Well, my go-to weird fact that I'm sure I had to have learned as a child is that turtles breathe through their butts. So mine is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to discuss it, but no. it's true. No. That's... Enzo and I got into a large fight about this yeah. <laughs> a few days ago. He's he was adamant. like, Well, because Enzo is like a very rational... He's a realist. Yeah. He's a realist. And um, he likes to have facts for things. And I certainly do not, as you can tell by my whole alien diatribe that I just gave you. Um, and so he'll always say things. And I'm like, but how do you know? But how, but how do you know that? Maybe, maybe we don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I'm always trying to like push him. And I also constantly just make things up. And he's like, that's not true. And I'm like, I know, but it's fun. <laughs> So anyway, but this time I was telling the truth and he's just not used to me doing that, I guess. And so he was like, that is not true. That is not right. And I was like, anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, turtles breathe through their butts. Um, Mine, tying it back to uh, the question before about uh, mispronouncing words, was when I learned how to quote-unquote, correctly pronounce the word Island or island as some might know it. I was reading, I was in, I want to say, first grade in class, and I was the one chosen to read out loud and came across this word, and I pronounced it as it's spelled, Island, and the teacher <laughs> stopped me and corrected me, and I was horrified. I was embarrassed. Reading out loud is a really awful thing to put Pointing me out of school. Like, I was, got expelled. Island kid. Yeah, and I, that was, that was the moment that I was like, you know what? That's That's not a weird fact that you learned. So your weird fact is that you learned that Island is pronounced island? Yeah. Oh, sweetie. (laughs) You didn't learn anything else in school? No. <laughs> Nothing else interesting. No. Nothing else stuck with you besides that horrible moment. Um, well, I mean, I think everything that I learned, like about dinosaurs, I guess. 
That's you not do weird. Have, you do have lots of interesting facts about dinosaurs. I'm just kidding. Also, he did not really get expelled over mispronouncing the word Island. Oh, no. I don't think any of the kids laughed. I don't think any of those booger pickers knew how to... <laughs> kids are actually, to... kids are actually like, pretty good about... Because everyone has to read out loud and everyone hates it. I love reading and I hated having to read out loud in school. Mm-hmm. So usually I feel like kids are pretty nice about it. Yeah. Although I do remember the first time that it was, it's like in, you know, fourth or fifth grade, the first time that you read a book that has a bad word in it mm-hmm. and like someone has to read it out loud and like you're all waiting yeah. to see who it's going to be and to see, are they going to like spell it out? Or are they going to just like pause? Or are they just going to say it? Yeah. Like I remember, I remember, I don't remember who it was and I don't remember what book it was, but I do remember us having like a read aloud and the first time somebody had to say, damn, in front right. of everyone and we all were like, <gasps> And yeah. the teacher was like, good for you. Good for you for just <laughs> saying it. Because it's just in a book, and it's not like you were saying it to someone, and like, we're all mature here. And then yeah. for the whole rest of the day, they we were all like, blah, 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 damn, damn, damn. Like, yeah. we just couldn't contain ourselves. Lost it, yeah. And I bet that teacher regretted complimenting us for how mature we are, because we certainly were not. We're 10-year-olds. Nope. Absolutely not mature. Anywho, my question for you, my next question for you is... If you could make anything mandatory for everyone, what would it be? Hmm. I think... uh, Maybe... A big one. A big one for me. Having... Not that, you know... Oklahomans can by any means turn their nose up in the air with their driving skills. Sorry, Oklahomans. Um, but it's definitely different here in DC, uh, with driving. Um, no one, I say, I shouldn't say that. So many people ignore traffic laws and will just stop in the middle of the street and throw on their blinkers and then go either talk to somebody or, drop something off and I get it that the streets are small there's not always parking whatever the case is but there's no attempt made to like get over to the side of the road or you know if there's a left turn arrow like five to ten cars are making you wait while they continue to drive through but except for me I I drive out there and then I make them stop in the middle of the intersection and look like assholes and then like just kind of wave at them as I drive by um but uh I think that an immediate thing would just be follow traffic laws. Just just do it. Everybody has to. Sorry. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Just as a quick side note, my favorite thing my favorite thing to tell people about Bobby that I feel like really gets at his character is that poor driving is is his worst pet peeve. People mm-hmm. who are selfish drivers or mm-hmm. break traffic laws for their own benefit just really grinds his gears. Yeah. And he, he does, he like goes off on rants about it all the time. But in the moment when it happens, no matter how egregious he is, Bobby is always <laughs> Kill him with kindness. so nice about it. And my favorite example is like we go get our groceries over near Union Market, which if you're in D.C., you know what that means. But if not, it's just a big food hall and it's always busy. It's always crowded and <clears throat> it's always D.C. So there's just lots lots going on. And one time we were trying to find parking and we were pulling in and this car pulls into oncoming traffic coming towards us in order to pass us and get in front of us to turn left. Kind of what you're explaining. Then Mm -hmm. just like blocking the whole intersection and then proceeds to like slow down, roll down his window and, and like poke his head out and yell at us. Like as if we had done something wrong. And then he gets out of his car. And he's like, he's like, no, he didn't. Yeah. No, he didn't. Unless you're thinking of a different time. Maybe I am. Um, but anyway, so this, well, the time I'm thinking of, this guy's just yelling at us, like as if we had done, as if we had done something to offend him after he had just, yeah, like swerved through everyone else's lanes to get specifically in front of us to be able to, to make this left-hand turn. And I'm like, so now I've got my window rolled down and I'm foaming at the mouth, mm-hmm. like ready I'm ready to get out of my car because that's just who I am and Bobby like very calmly just like holds up his hand and like waves at him and he's like okay thank you and I was like 
thank you. And I was so mad for, oh my God. And I like stomped through Trader Joe's and Bobby was like, I'm really sorry. Can we talk about this? And I was like, no. And like, I'm just like, I'm picking up carrots and I'm like just slamming them into our grocery cart. And like, I refuse to look at him and I'm like, he's asking me questions about like what we need for the week and I'm refusing to answer him because I'm so salty. But (laughs) it truly is like now, now that I'm calm, now that I can rationalize it, it's like such an amazing thing about you that in all situations, even in situations where it really is the thing, it's not that you're, it's not that you're just like very calm about Mm -hmm. that. It's actually something that really irritates you when people drive poorly, but you do in the moment you handle it like so calmly and you just let it go. Yeah. Until much later when you complain about it only to me, (laughs) which may or may not be healthy, but (laughs) there's two, two things to that. One of it, one of them is like, this doesn't, uh, necessarily, um, it's not like traffic laws or obeying traffic laws is that big of a deal to me, but it's an indicator of like a very like in your face. Cause we're having to drive every day in some cases indicator of, you know, people and their lack of regard for others and just being selfish. It's like, no, let's just like, these rules are established to allow easy flow of traffic for everybody. Let's everybody do right by each other. We all have to do it. If we all do it, then the experience is going to be better for everyone. And Mm -hmm. so, yes, you know, we're talking about traffic laws right now, but I mean, that, that carries over to everything standing in line for, you know, I don't know, at the DMV or another car related thing at the grocery (laughs) store. Like you don't cut people in line because you're in a hurry and you woke up late and your purchase is more important than somebody else. No, like get in line, like do better about waking up or whatever the case is, or like, I don't know. And so the problem with that is, is like, I'm not in a position to help others like, or like, you know, make it mandatory for people to do that. Like, Everybody has their own choice and they can and, and will do whatever they want. But in the specific case of that guy, like once if you're in a vehicle and once that guy steps foot out of his car, like still in the road, that's when the dynamic changes. And it's like, all right, diffuse the situation. There is absolutely no need. Like, because I was, I was heated. I was ready to just anything and everything. You want to go? Let's go. But then... Yeah, whenever he did step out of the car, like, I don't know, I had a just a moment where I was like, probably shouldn't escalate this. But that's but. what I really like about you, and that's what I try and emulate from you in, in many aspects of my life, is you are calm, cool, and collected. You are, like, in 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 good moments, you are you know, extroverted and kind and you talk to every person in the room and you make connection with every person in the room and you listen very authentically to to everyone that wants to talk with you. In the worst of situations, you are very, like, stoic and it's very clear that it's like, I'm respecting you even though you're not respecting me. But the second, but there's a clear line here and the second you cross it, you're done. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's the kind of, that's like the kind of like vibe that I would like to emulate in my own life of just like, I am in control of this situation. Mm-hmm. I am in control of myself and you know it and you feel it. And as soon as you fuck with me, it's done, yeah. you know? And like, like, and I'm not there yet because as soon as any little, <laughs> as soon as any little inconvenience, I'm like the little chihuahua that barks at the vacuum cleaner. It's like anything that I don't like. And I'm just like, I will end everything, burn it down. And like, I'm just, I'm loud and I'm all over the place and I'm a mess. And I'm really trying to work on that. (laughs) Am I getting there? You're getting there, baby. Um, But I really, I like that about you because I think that you always approach every situation the way that you want to. Like you do not let your emotions control you. Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't say that i mean it's always a work in progress but sure thank you but for thinking that of me um we had more questions but we're massively running out of time because we really uh (laughs) went on some tangents so i think we should ask just one more and that is um what is the weirdest snack that you like to eat and we'll end on that one so just quickly no explanations what's the weirdest snack you like to eat snack uh chip sandwiches is that weird (laughs) 
Oh, you little poor kid. That's I, how you can tell. That's how you can tell you had a, a poor upbringing. Well, it was poor. I mean, there were like chip some, sandwiches. Yeah, chip sandwiches are good. No, I love it. Yeah, I like like hot dog mac and cheese. Yeah. Um, but really, my weirdest snack that I love is I'm obsessed with like the airplane Biscoff cookies. Like I would hoard. That those is weird. If I, could. I didn't bring you any of the last trip that I went on. I didn't. Yeah, think, Bobby, well, they're not handing them out now. So they had handed them out on my trip. Mm. Um, yeah, so I got like four packs of them because I took million, a million uh, planes to get me to California. But um, yeah. Bobby knows that I like them, so sometimes if he remembers on planes, he'll hoard them for me because yeah. I just think they're really good. No, they are tasty. Anyway, I said you couldn't explain it, but then I just did. So we're going to end there. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that I got to learn more about you. Yeah, and I hope good. that I hope that y'all listening are still listening. <laughs> Thanks, Nanette. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. And you want to tell them we will be back with a challenge next month. Yes. And it is going to be... Handstands. So I have an incredibly weak upper body. Casey's really good about practicing her handstand. Um, we thought it would be good to jump back into a physical challenge. And that is something that I know I want to work on. Um and handstands yeah. cross a lot of, a, a lot of, they check off a lot of physical boxes, I think. So Bobby, you know, used to be a CrossFit coach um, and handstands are a big piece of CrossFit. Being able to balance on your hands to, and do handstand push-ups, being able to walk on your hands and handstand walks. I uh, am a yoga teacher uh, and have done that for a long time. And obviously handstands, I think, are a quintessential part of a yoga asana practice or like physical practice and so handstands are something that I have worked on and Bobby has worked on in our separate lives but we've never I don't think either one of us has really ever committed to being like I want to be able to do to be clear a freestanding handstand not like a kick up against the wall handstand but a freestanding on our own find our balance handstand and so that's what we're going to be working on Um, during the month of July we will share our tips and tricks that we found and and you can tell you know this is a work in progress for both of us over like a lot of our (laughs) lives it's not like this month I will do my first ever handstand you know we've both been trying at this for a while so we'll pull from some of our past experience we'll try some new things this month and we'll share it with you guys at the end of the month so that you can go out and, and try it for yourself too yes so if you want to listen to that, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, they're all in there, all kinds of different challenges that we have already done from trying out um, a month of Whole30 to doing some challenges to strengthen our relationship, um, mm-hmm. lots of stuff in between. And of course, as always, if you have suggestions for us about challenges that we should try, something that you've thought about doing that you're not quite sure where to get started, we're happy to be your guinea pigs. Just let us know. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thanks for turning in. Turning in? I meant to say tuning in. Mm, Okay, go off and be on your little island then. Make fun of me.